Hey everyone, welcome to Bible and Breakfast. I'm so excited to have Julie Fournier with us today. Uh, Julie is the founder and CEO of Basketball is Psychology. She has a, a great blog, a great website, puts a lot of great content out on social media. I'm sure if you're a, a basketball coach or a player, you've probably come across her content at some point or another, and it's impacted you in some way. But Julie, we're thankful for you. And uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. And, you know, I know uh, you're, you know, you're a person of faith. And obviously, as we, we like to talk on the podcast a little bit about how our how our faith and how God has impacted our, our journeys in whatever field we're in. And I was wondering if you'd be willing to share a little bit uh, just about your faith. Uh, maybe tell us a little bit of background and how that's kind of impacted what you do on a daily basis now. Yeah, so I grew up in the church. My parents were missionaries. Um, so I was always in the church. But I felt like I never really needed God. Like I knew all the right things to say, but I would say I was dating God. I wasn't really married to God. Um, that is until I was a sophomore in high school and I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And I had to go about six months without playing basketball. And from there, it was like, oh my goodness, who am I? Because I had always been Julie, the basketball player. And now that that was taken from me, I had to find my identity in Christ. And that's really where I started to need God. And I became married to God instead of just dating him. And so that's really where my faith started. And from there, it's like, I just go where I'm called. So a lot of people are like, oh, where'd you come up with the idea to, you know, start this website or write this book? I'm like, I was just called to do it. You know, God could have given anyone this idea, but he gave it to me. So um, it's really just coming from a place of God inspires me to do different things. And then I just do them. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's really cool how you say, you know, God just kind of gives you these this vision of what he wanted you to do. And I know, you know, I read in your Twitter bio, it says that you have a handful of dreams and a heart full of God. And I think when you say that, it kind of just exemplifies that thought. Would you mind expounding kind of on that a little bit? Like, where do you see yourself taking this? You know, I know you wrote a book, you have this this blog. Obviously, it's it's made a lot of impact on a lot of people. But where do you see this going five, 10 years from now? Yeah, so I'm a pretty ambitious person. So I have a lot of big dreams, but it's really, you know, God leading the way and calling the shots. And I'm truly just following him. Um, so I don't know where that will lead me right now. I'm working on an online course and a third book and kind of just going from there. I don't really have a five year plan or a 10 year plan, but I just want to impact people on a larger scale and help them become better versions of themselves. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you talked about having that identity in Christ, right? And and having this purpose that's a little bit deeper than just what's on the surface. And I know when we talk about, you know, we transition to sports and we try, you know, the mental aspect of the game. One thing that I've always told players, and I saw you had something a little similar posted at some point, but I always, you know, so many times with young players, young coaches, we allow our feelings to dictate what we do every day. You know, mm -hmm. if we're having a good day, we're going to have, we're going to do great things. We're going to have, we're going to put in action great things. But if we're having a bad attitude or a bad day, that can also impact us. And so I always said we can either let our feelings dictate our actions, which then will determine our identity. Or, you know, for, for us, you know, having our identity in Christ, we can allow our identity, who we are, 
in a deeper level to impact our actions. And now that will dictate our feelings. And there's kind of that, you know, and or this you know, opposite side of the spectrum. And I know you kind of posted something similar to that or uh, similar to that with with our thoughts and our feelings and our actions. Can you talk a little bit about the mental side of things and what that what that actually means and kind of what you teach people when when you're talking through that? Yeah. So our thoughts drive our feelings and our feelings drive our actions. So instead of just changing your actions, it actually all starts with your thoughts. So if you want to change behavior, you start with, okay, how am I thinking? Are you thinking like a lazy person? Because then you're going to behave like a lazy person. And you can't necessarily change actions or feelings as easily as you can change thoughts. So you change your thoughts and you start thinking like a proactive person, you're going to feel very proactive and then you're going to behave very proactively. So no matter what you do, it starts with thoughts and your thoughts are going to drive those feelings, which are going to change your actions. So what would you say, you know, I, obviously we coach these college guys and we're, we got schoolwork, we got lifting, it's tired, you know, every day, the grind. What would you say to someone if you're like, okay, you have to change your thoughts in order to, you know, have these feelings to, to act on them. But someone who's just, man, coach, I'm, I'm struggling. Like I know what I'm supposed to do. I know what I'm supposed to be thinking, but I just can't get my mind wrapped around it. Like they have a mental block. Do you have any advice of someone who's kind of struggling how to change their thinking, how to get the right thoughts in their mind? Yes. I would say gratitude is always the quickest path to joy. So my freshman year of college, I was really struggling with, you know, just feeling overwhelmed with the schoolwork, the basketball, study hall, weightlifting, you know, trying to keep up with nutrition, just everything was getting to me. And my coach was like, hey, people are dying to be in your spot. Do you want to see how many emails I get every day from kids who would do anything to be in the position you're in? And from there, it was like, wow, like, even though I'm struggling with this, what a blessing it is to be struggling with something like this cool. Um, so I would just say, focus on being grateful for the position you're in. Even if it's tough, you know, gratitude will help you be like, okay, well, yes, it's struggle, but I'm dealing with it. And I'm grateful that this is something that I get to deal with. Like people would love to have my problems. No doubt. And the gratitude thing is so powerful because like, you know, I know you said at the beginning of the show, you know, you struggle with Crohn's disease and it took basketball away from you for a half a year. And, you know, I myself have heart disease and I got basketball taken away from me. And that's why I got into coaching. And it is really easy, you know, whether it's a health thing you struggle with or just just the daily grind of stuff you're struggling with. But it's so easy to just kind of you know, sulk and go into a shell and say, man, like this sucks. I, I don't feel good or I can't do this. But when you are thankful for the things you do have and what you get to do, I think there is a powerful element to that. And like you said, uh, say that quote again, gratitude is the fastest way to joy. Yep. Gratitude is the fastest way yeah. to joy. Yeah. And I, I think that is so true. And that's such a great, you know, I hope everyone's writing that down. I know that's something that's going to stick with me, but I think that's so powerful. Um, I know you also said you read a lot of books and, you know, that kind of resonated with me because I know when I was in college, I used to read 50 books a year. I think you, you did maybe two more than I did every year because you said you read one book a week. So, um, why, why is that so important and how did that impact what you do? I mean, was there, 
you know, the things you learn, were you focused on something specific, but kind of just talk about the importance of reading in your life. Yeah. So I had a mentor, uh, we were talking one day and he was like, you know, people just waste so much time, whether it's scrolling on Facebook or driving around, listening to the radio. Like I don't know any of the top hits anymore, just because whenever I'm driving, I'm listening to a book. Um, so after I had that talk with my mentor, um, that was towards the end of high school, I started reading a book a week and he was telling me that if you read a book a week for one year, you're going to be way ahead of everyone in that field. If you're focusing on one specific thing. So I said, okay, I'm going to read about basketball and psychology and sports psychology, stuff like that. Um, and I just kept going with that for several years. And that really is what got me to, you know, be able to put out this content that can help people. It was like, if you make yourself valuable by reading books, then you're able to add value to other people. Yeah. And it's, I mean, reading, you know, like I, I speak to people, I coach people, but all the stuff that I usually say and that I usually pass on are things that I've read. It's things that I've learned mm -hmm. from other people. And maybe I, I make it my own and I, you know, I doctor it up a little bit to make it fit what I am talking about or what I need, but I don't, I don't come with, up a, with a whole lot of original content. And I think reading, you learn so much and you're able to pass that on, which I think as leaders, that's, that's our job is to pass on what we know to to those under us. And obviously your mentor did that for you. You're doing that for others. And I think that's awesome. Talk a little bit about, you know, mentorship. And because obviously as a, a, you know, basketball psychologist talking about the mind, you know, that that really is mentorship. You're leading people and you're trying to help them grow in that. But what role did a mentor play in your life aside from the reading part? And like, what do you advise other people to do as they mentor others through the mental game? Yeah, so it was actually my strength coach who was my mentor all throughout high school. And he actually played college basketball. And while he was playing college basketball, he started his own business. So it really wasn't much of a surprise when I started my own business in college. It's like, we need someone to go the way, show the way, and then we can, from there, you know, make our own path based off what they taught us. But it's so important to just lead by example. I mean, my mentor didn't always give me like great advice. He just showed me how to live, you know, a great life. And that inspired me to do so. Yeah, the power of being an example is so awesome. And I love that John Maxwell quote, go the way, show the way. At least that's where I heard it from. But that's, you know, being being the example is, you know, a lot of times we talk about, you know, in the, the Christian world, like, okay, we have to share the gospel. We have to tell people about Jesus. But sometimes the best way to do that is by showing them who Jesus is, by the way you serve, the way you act, the way you love, the way you talk, um, and just how you do things. So um, thank you so much for sharing that, because I think it's, you know, with mentorship, whether you're looking for a mentor or you want to be a mentor, that is that is something we all need to look for. Um, I have two little girls. They're seven and eight years old. And I know you I read something in your story about you. You had a basketball in your hand ever since you were like in kindergarten or before that. And it's just been part of your life. Mm -hmm. But obviously, I think as you, you know, as you played sports, you probably had times where you you struggled, you didn't want to do it, or, you know, just being, being that little girl. And I was just kind of curious, what kind of advice would you give to, to little girls, whether it's seven and eight year olds or teenagers, just people who are 
you know, basketball or something else, whatever it is, but what kind of advice would you give as, as kids pursue their goals and how to kind of handle situations that might come up? Yeah. I mean, there were so many times where I just wanted to take a knife and just pop my basketball and just call it a career. <laughs> um, but, you know, there were times when I was overlooked, when I was struggling, not seeing much progress, but just keep going. Just don't stop. You know, if this is something that you're serious about and you want to take far, just keep going and things will happen. Like basketball will find you if you're good enough. And if this is something you're passionate about, you can't afford to quit. Like this is, if it's your dream, stick with it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I think that that stick to itivity is so important. Just being able to persevere. And that's a great life lesson, whether it's sports or something else is just being able to continue doing something you don't want to do and, and push mm -hmm. through it. So I think that's, that's powerful. And I'm going to make sure that, that my daughters listen to that part of the episode for sure. Um, you, can you just tell coaches maybe who haven't heard of your blog, who haven't maybe heard of your content, just maybe, maybe talk a little bit why they should follow it, why they should be looking at your content and what kind of what your goal is in posting stuff and how you want to help them out. Yeah. So when I was a sophomore in college, when I started this, I kept hearing my coaches say, it's all mental. And I'm thinking, okay, well, if it's all mental, why don't we spend any time working on the mental side of the game? And so I go home, I do a Google search and I'm looking for like a blog, a Twitter page, something that really teaches the mental side of the game. And I couldn't find anything. So that's where I decided to create this resource for players and coaches that teaches the mental side of the game um, to help players reach their full potential. Because I believe, you know, if you just have the physical side and, you know, you train your body and you train skill, but you don't train the mind, you're not going to be able to reach your full potential. So I believe the world needs the best version of you. So that's what basketball is psychology's mission is. Yeah, and I, I hope all the coaches listening really heard that. Is we do we as coaches we talk about mental toughness. We talk about how the game is so mental, and we talk about wanting good leaders on our team and leadership. But mm -hmm. the the truth is, and if I, I'm not you know I'm speaking for myself and coaches that I've maybe been around or know, but like we talk about that stuff, but we focus the majority of our time on X's and O's and recruiting, and it we don't spend enough time on mental our mental game and enough time on leadership. And I think for coaches, we need to, if we're going to talk that way, we need to make sure that, that we teach this to our players. And I think Julie has a great resource for us in order to be able to, to kind of get a guide in how to do that. So coaches, I really uh, implore you to check out her stuff and her content. Uh, last thing, Julie, for you is, you know, you've read all these books, you've listened to audio books. What would maybe be your, your top one or two where you say as a, as a coach or a player that's, wanting to really take their their mental game to the next level but what book would you say hey this is one you need to read this is one that's really helped me and I, i've learned a lot from it yeah so the inner game of tennis it completely changed how i approach yeah. coaching and how i approach playing like i was not a shooter until i read that book um so that one will change your game it will change the way you coach uh it's a great book you have to check it out for sure. And that, that is, I, I will second that. That's a great book and it's a really powerful uh, story and, and powerful way of getting you to understand the, the mind a little bit better. So 
Julia, thank you so much for your time. Before we go, would you mind just telling people where they can find you, what your books are and where they can buy those at um, and just how they can connect? Yeah, so my personal Twitter and Instagram pages are at Julie, the number four N-I-E-R. And then I'm at Ball is Psych. And I've written The Art of Embracing Adversity and Daily Wisdom. And both of those are available on Amazon. Awesome. So coaches, make sure you go check that out. Players, uh, especially go check out those resources. But Julie, again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing a little bit about your journey with us. And I know you're, you're doing some big things and God's got some more planned for you. So uh, good luck with all that. And we look forward to seeing what he does in your life. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me.